0: Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting as we often do about anything and everything property. And this is going to be the the last episode of the Business of Property for
1: 2020. Oh, you should have left a really long pause there just to <laughs> make people think it's going to be the last episode. Ever.
0: No, no. <laughs> Can't get rid of us that easily. <laughs> um the the very late interesting news for for this year is that Wales have, have had a budget. I don't think actually that was particularly news. I think that was expected. And they've announced a, a number of things. But in that Welsh budget was a surprise increase to the second home's stamp duty rate. So they similar to, to England, Wales have a uh, a surcharge across their across all of their stamp duty bands for second homes, and it used to be three percent, and it is now four percent. So this was announced in their budget with effect from the following day. So I, I think uh, solicitors have been up in arms a bit about the the, the unexpected change and, and the hassle that's causing them, but also investors are obviously complaining a little bit. Um, but uh, but it's only one percent. Surely that's not too bad. What, what do you think, Stuart?
1: Well, if if we could play some funereal music or a, de- or a death march, I'd be I'd be playing it right now. It's uh it's the portents aren't great for if if Wales are doing it for coming over. It is only one percent, but it's another one percent on top of everything else that we've got to pay for. You know, the additional three percent. And I'm sure there are people that would uh, listen to us and go, "Well, boo-hoo for you that are in that position but i guess as investors we've, we've been through the mill recently we let's just say we haven't had positive news really have we we we've got challenges with tenants in terms of length of time we have to keep them and and we we pay the
0: wales have been quite quite proactive in blocking evictions as well and, and things perhaps a bit more so than england so yeah
1: so it's uh, yeah, it's it, it just uh, it, it's just another thing to, to for us to think about, isn't it? Or, or you know, another another little bit of money they're going to eke out of property investors. And, and ultimately, if it's about if it's about getting more properties into the market for people that want to live in properties, I don't have a, an issue with that. I think just in terms of increases, I think some positive news in terms of that is. For overseas investors, because I was reading myself that uh, they will soon have to pay two percent for their fees, and I, I think that's positive. And I think when you look at the numbers, and I don't have them to hand, but when you look at the numbers of overseas investors, certainly in the last few years, and that's that's declined a little during COVID, but prior to that, the number of overseas investors, particularly in London, is staggering in terms of value amounts. So, so I think they should look there as well as uh, as well as us. Yeah, I think that comes in in April. Is that would that make right? sense? I can't remember. So if I can dig it out, I'll
0: uh, I'll confirm. Okay, but yeah, it's you're you're absolutely right. The 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 really crazy expensive prime London properties that there's an awful lot of them owned by overseas investors, and and I believe just for the sake of holding the property, quite often they they don't rent them out. They don't uh, live in them or perhaps just visit them occasionally. But it's seen as a, uh, a store of money. So you, you buy a nice nice London property and it increases in value by at least inflation and perhaps a bit more. Uh, so it's a, a place to store large amounts of cash. Bit of a strange idea, if you ask me, but, uh, but there you go. I don't, I don't
1: have that much cash to, to need to store. <laughs> well, you've got a little bit of cash now, Simon, because you've got an update for us on your property sale. Yes,
0: indeed. My my property sale has managed to complete prior to Christmas. This is excellent news and it had uh, a few bumps along along the path, but it uh, it did complete. Uh, regular listeners will will know that it, the property had a tenant in it and they moved out into their own property that they've they've purchased. And that all went smoothly. That, that happened uh, ahead of the, the expected sale. So that was good, or uh, expected completion. And there were, there were no, no real problems there. However, a last minute problem in the actual sale process itself was the, the, the rather late discovery, despite the early disclosure, of a pending boundary change on the, the property. It's not really a change because the boundary has, has been as it is for a long time. It's just that the the plan showing the boundary with the land registry is not up to date so that that needs updating so effectively it's a, a boundary change on that that plan information and the the buyer of the property uh, suddenly came back and, and said this is this is terrible and we we want to have an amount of money held over in case this cannot be completed uh, successfully and they initially suggested that um, amount of holdover would be twenty thousand pounds, which which we weren't so keen on, and in the end, we we did manage to to agree on a, a figure of five thousand. So that is now being held by solicitors, and we won't see that for for some months probably until the Land Registry have cleared the, some of their backlog and, and caught up with the, the the paperwork in this
1: particular case. But hopefully, we'll we'll get that in the end. Well, that's a lot more reasonable. I still think it's. Seems fairly steep, but it's a lot more reasonable than that joke of a figure, twenty k, that someone decided to uh, to imagine up. Yeah, quite. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> yeah, that that was a bit of a shock
0: that number, but uh, but yeah, five thousand as you say is is it's more than it should be, and more than we we might have liked ideally, but it's it's not too bad, and it's being held with solicitors, so it's, it's not like the uh, the buyer can and fail to find it or or pay it later on so as long as everything goes goes through smoothly and, and everything is registered appropriately with the land registry then that that will will come through to us in the end
1: well congratulations it's always a good moment to for it to actually complete and then uh and then you know once that uh, once that joy dissipates you realize you've got to uh, do something with that with that cash
0: yes indeed before i, I mention other things just on the the actual sort of whole process of selling this property I don't I don't think my parents listen to this podcast but uh, I would just like to to thank them for a lot of effort and work that they put into helping the process along various stages so so thank you very much for all of your help there because they're they're a lot more local to the property than I am so they they were able to to do a few extra things that were needed there as you say once the property is sold that enabled me to actually tick off one of my goals for 2020, which was to, to sell a property. This property, in fact, uh, and it is now sold. And the next step of my 2020 goals was then to, to buy some other properties with the, the funds from this one. Because the, the the yield from the equity in this property was very low. So the, the hope was to, to sell this one and buy... A couple of others or so, uh, which would then have better yield from the, the capital invested. So, uh, yes, I'm not going to manage that in 2020. <laughs> so so the goal isn't going to be met. But that is indeed the next step in in the process. It's to, to start looking for new investment properties. Exciting. Yeah, indeed. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting going in, in 2021 for, for that. Mentioning goals. I wonder if we could have a, a quick recap of, of our goals generally for, for 2020 that we, we mentioned on, on this podcast. So I've, I've covered mine already, which was just sell one and buy three. I, I've managed to sell one. I, I haven't bought any yet. And those, those objectives of, of three new ones are pushed into to 2021 for me. How about you, Stuart? How, how did you get on with your goals? Can you remember them? Do you, do you want me to give you a reminder?
1: Yeah, let's have a reminder. For, for, I'm going to say for the, for the listeners, not for me.
0: <laughs> okay, so your, your stated goals were to achieve profitability across your business. That was, that was one. The uh, next one was to reach 96% occupancy across all of your, your rooms and properties. And you had a third one where you were hoping to be able to return some of your investor capital. Yeah. So where where do you want to start with those? How, how have you got on with those in 2020?
1: Well, let's start with the positives. The The occupancy has been good. Uh, we did take a property offline to, to refurbish it. That's the one we've spoken about many times, which is the design-led property, which is almost complete, which is looking great. So occupancy, and, and that was part of the occupancy process. So generally, we have been above 96%. So I think we can give that one a tick. Fantastic. Well done. Yes. Uh, In terms of profitability, the truth is we haven't hit that one yet because because of the, the fact that we took a property offline and we've been doing works to those properties. And unfortunately, developing properties and furnishing them costs money. So uh, a lot of the money has come back out of the business back into the business so i think that that one's going to stay very very top of the agenda for 2021 which is uh, which we'll come on to i guess in terms of our focus for the next year i think in in the profitability one it's it's tricky isn't it because you've you obviously do have
0: properties in your portfolio that are making profit but you're just not taking that out of the business at all you're keeping it in the business and then spending it on on other things like refurbing properties and getting new properties online and, and things like that so it's uh yeah this with all businesses it's tempting to to just keep reinvesting and keep keep plowing that money back in to to try and extend improve grow etc but yes, at some point you you need to reach a point where you can actually start taking money out, and presumably that's that's sort of what you you kind of meant by by achieving that profitability across everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, because you're you're absolutely right. We've we've obviously I haven't done the analysis by property, but I know if if I look very briefly at the properties we've got, we are we are profitable. So and and you'd, you'd blem in hope so, given the number of rooms we've got that. Yeah, the, the rental income outweighs the uh, total expenses, operating expenses and mortgages. But I think it's um, an interesting one to talk about with uh, on the programme, because I, I think a lot of the challenges we face, everyone will face, which is actually when, when we start looking at the line by line detail, we see that the big challenges we have in the business. And number one is cost of mortgages. That That hasn't um got any cheaper in the last couple of years, although yes, we've experienced the lowest interest rates we've had. And I suppose that's just a function of the fact that I go for the higher loan to value products. So that's one thing. And then of course you've got all of the other operating expenses. And with our model being the fact that we provide utilities, that's that's a big challenge for us because I would say I haven't got a figure front of me, but utilities is probably twenty, thirty percent of our expenses, if not more. Yeah. Presumably that's gone up a bit with everyone working at
0: home uh, and we just studying at home more. So having the heating on a lot more
1: and things like that. Yeah. And we've probably talked about this in the past, but with half of the rooms being student, that they typically turn the heating on and, and then that's, that's them done for, for a year. You know, they, won't, they won't necessarily return to it. And and that kind of led me to installing things like timer stats, where you know heating will only stay on for a certain amount of time, and they can only go up to a certain heat, et cetera, etc., etc. So, but you're absolutely right. The, the the business itself is profitable, and the reason that was high on the agenda is because that's a big goal, and that will will move into 2021. Is because I think my personal challenge is that I like focusing on building stuff, and it's easy, easy to say on a property. Podcast, but in terms of, I like the excitement of building new things, of setting new challenges, of how, you know how can I do X, Y, Z. When actually, what what my business really needs now is just focus on stabilizing itself and operating properly. So that's that's going to be something I I focus on. So, but I'm going to get myself across on profitability because it's still not in a a place where I'm happy that it's generating the income we want it to generate for the business and for yeah you know, for myself and my family okay so number three and third one is is another fail too so we we still haven't sold the flip project that we started on but we, we purchased in on october 2019 and that's we've documented that across this podcast so <laughs> just... that was been a recurring theme <laughs> it is, yeah it's like a it's like groundhog day me on that one uh, however touch wood it's the sale is still going through uh, and that will allow us to return some funds but in terms of this objective of returning funds to investors we've returned a big fat zero but presumably everyone's okay with that at least if not if not super happy well from an, from an investor perspective they are happy because they are receiving interest on on the funds that they have so it, this is more driven by me. I'm fortunate. I have very good investors, very good relationships. Uh, if if I had relationships where investors were very impatient, that, that would be a problem. I, I have had that previously, but like everything else, you just have to deal with what's in front of you. But I'm, I'm fortunate that we have very patient investors. And as long as we're transparent about what's going on, which I am, I tend to send, well, I've sent a recent update about what's happening, where funds will be coming from. But to be honest, their reasons for investing were to put capital somewhere and, and create a little bit of cash flow for themselves, which is what they're getting so so they're happy it's uh, it's more ourselves, the pressure we put on ourselves to again, if we're thinking about profit profitability, interest payments clearly you know decrease the margin, so we want to want to get some of those funds back out. I think that's uh, very sensible
0: it, it sort of ties in with the profitability run nicely as much as you can you can reduce the the interest that you're paying on on that capital and hence that balances out to to improve profitability. Mm. So I think that sort of rounded up our our year um, and and our sort of fairly rapid recap of our goals. And I think we are going to keep this one fairly short. We've got lots of exciting things that we want to, to talk about in the new year. We're going to uh, have a well. We're, we're going to try and have a a little series of of podcasts where we look at the process of getting started in property investment and and how we do it. And and some of that's going to look at sort of what I'm doing in in my new property search. But also we'll we'll go back to sort of basics and and look at some of the things that would affect people if if you're uh, Looking for your first investment as well, so so that and and lots of other things are are planned for next year. Apart from that, for finishing up 2020, I'd like to say thank you very much for for listening to us. I very much hope that you've enjoyed or or, or learnt something from from our ramblings, and that you've had a, a fantastic Christmas. And uh, I wish you very well for the for the end, very end of 2020, and the start
1: of 2021.
0: Stuart, do you, do you want to add a few words as well before we finish up finally?
1: I, I think you've said everything that needs to be said from us. Like you, just very grateful that we've got listeners and listeners all over the place. So thanks again for, for listening to, as Simon says, our ramblings. But I think we're upfront about it. This is just us chatting. If there are any topics that we have talked about on the show that you would like us to deep dive into we have had emails recently we're more than happy to receive those to 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 focus on those topics because as we go through the projects that we're going through or the sales processes and the challenges with land registry or the challenges with utilities it it may help other people and I think for us that is the big win if we can take our learnings or or mistakes and, and help others to not make those and have to incur the the, the similar trials and tribulations and then that's a success for us so please do reach out and as simon said hope you've had a great christmas and yeah from me as well you know, all the best for 2021 and we'll see you on the next episodes show notes and contact details can be found on the dot com.